all have our demons. I have mine, you have yours, Adam has his. It's how we deal with our demons that shapes who we are as people. I'm on the way to pick up Adam Savage, and we're going to talk about overcoming addiction. I've known Adam for many years, and he's earned my respect. I've known him as a radio personality here in Farmington, New Mexico, where he's been on the air since 1993. You've probably heard him on 96.9 The Dog Rocks. While I already knew Adam and some of his history, I recently learned something valuable about Adam. His heart is what drives him forward. He cares more about others than he does for himself. It's what drove him to overcome his substance abuse. It's what drives his behavior as a clean, sober, responsible member of society. And it's what drives how he treats others. Spend some time near Adam and you'll likely find him quiet and reserved. Prove you're worthy of his heart and he'll go to the ends of the earth for you. I wonder if we can get him to tell us some of what he's gone through in his life, the good and the bad. Want to see how it goes? Come along for the ride in Ken's Think Tank. Adam is absolutely no stranger to radio studios, but just like all the rest of my guests, he's never been in a studio that was also a truck. (laughs) So I took some time to show him around mine. And you know what? I've said it before. I'll keep saying it over and over and over again. I got my truck at 505 Motorsports. Why? Because they're awesome there. If you want one of the most fair car buying experiences you will ever have, Go to 505 Motorsports. Clay gave me an absolutely killer deal on this truck. So go by, see them. It's worth your while. Ready for coffee? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Always. We are picking you up from what used to be Clear Channel. I keep wanting to call it Clear Channel, but it's not Clear Channel anymore. I like to call it Clear Channel. So it's really iHeart. Is it iHeart Radio? It's iHeart Media. iHeart Media is kind of like the the top of the right, you know, thing. But the, it runs under the umbrella of of iHeart Media, and we do obviously iHeart Radio. You've been on the radio here for a while. I've been on the radio here <laughs> since 1993, wow. since April 19th of 1993, which is not what I had planned. Amazingly enough. Um, I had kind of, uh, I had kind of thought that it would be a, a slight interlude. <laughs> I was, I was planning interlude, and I got, you know, the whole package. Right. And, um, but it's been good to me, you know. Farmington's been very, very good to me, and uh, I like it. It's, it's a beautiful place. Yeah. Um, Comparatively, you know, uh, you don't get shot. Probably. <laughs> right. <laughs> probably. Right. Um, and I got shot two times when I was living in um, Minneapolis. Dude. I was living in the big city, yeah. That's yeah. approximately twice as many times as a person should be shot. That's correct. Yeah. That's correct. I got shot on the interstate one night, deep in the night. And um, some guy just came up beside me and flashed a gun at me and um and he had a much faster car than me so i uh and this is a the first big window into my real personality and um 
he was just playing with me like a cat and a mouse. I, I couldn't yeah. get, you know, I couldn't get away by accelerating and the whole nine yards. So finally I just reached across and I rolled down the window and I started yelling at him, just shoot me then. Go ahead, shoot me. Just shoot me, I dare you, shoot me. Go ahead. And he did. <laughs> oh my Don't God. ask for somebody to shoot you because most times they'll shoot it just might <laughs> and so he shot me he shot at the car and um in the toyota tercel i was driving there's a, a a thing that goes down the middle of the door oh right and it hit that solid part and just the energy all spun out of the bullet okay hi good how are you doing great what can we get started for you what would you like hi 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 how are you good how about you i'm good Who's a good boy? <laughs> I want a, uh, I want a, um, uh, just like regular coffee with um, some almond milk in it and a Splenda. Okay, and is that hot? Well, you can put a couple ice cubes in it because it's like too hot for baby. <laughs> uh, mocha with um, no whip, no whipped cream. No whipped cream. Yeah. Uh, same like medium size. 16 that's hot. something like that what's that that's hot. of course because it's not quite hot enough out that's here hot. <laughs> <Quite> hot. <laughs> that's hot that's hot yeah i know thanks appreciate it i wore a colored shirt today just for you i wore a, i wore a shirt today just for you <laughs> i put a shirt on so were both of these in minneapolis yes and that's where you went to uh, broadcast school, right? Yeah, I went to broadcast school. I was um, I was in a band before that, and um, you know, '80s hair band. <laughs> you were you were the front man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. People people would freak out. We'd be setting up, and they'd think I was the drummer. <laughs> and then I, you know, get up in the uh, to the mic, and people would be like, "Wait, what? You're the bass player." <laughs> And I was like, no, no, and then I'd start singing, and and they would all be like, oh, well, okay, we can, we'll all be right, all right with this for a while. My sister and my brother, uh, thanks to them, uh, they suggested that I go to broadcast school, and I had two friends that had already been, and so uh, my brother lived in St. Paul, and uh, which is, you know, literally, uh, it's between Minneapolis and St. Paul, they make a big deal about the Twin Cities. It's a, it's literally a street. Right. You go across the street. Yeah. And you're in <laughs> Minneapolis. And yeah. so, yeah, I went to I went to Brown, <laughs> I went to Brown uh, Institute of Technology. And uh, I learned how to do the broadcast. I have a degree in broadcasting. Awesome. Which uh, you know, it's I've just been on the radio, but I got very very fortunate with that. I was unbelievably very uh, very fortunate um, and I got to do something that nobody gets to do and I got to start my career in Minneapolis on the air full time and that that's just not heard of uh, I mean that's big city stuff so that's a big market mm -hmm. yeah it was number 12 I believe when I started wow yeah big so station it's pro so probably your success in that probably has more to do with your personality than the training that you Correct. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, my personality um, is a defense mechanism. Yeah. Um, I've been a big guy all my life, and, um, you know, it's inevitable. 
that you're going to get given the business because uh, because of your size, no matter who you are, um, men, women, whatever, children. You know, I wonder how many times that's actually true. People that are in kind of public broadcast media careers that aren't really people people. They're not people persons. It happens a lot. Yeah. It happens a lot from what I understand um, and that we're just hiding in a room. I mean, you've been in the room um, that I broadcast out of before and yeah. um, it's four, four brick walls. And it's perfect. Four brick walls. <laughs> it's perfect. It's yeah. got, uh, there's a window there's a window where I can see what's going on in the next studio. Right. But I never interact with uh, Steve Wardstein in the next studio he does our uh, sports talk right and um, I I hear what he says and I laugh at it out loud or if he brings something up I'll actually talk about that sure um, somebody once told me that one thing that I was really good at was making it seem like like that that wall wasn't there okay you know and just talking out loud like there's a bunch of people there in the room with me and I don't know I don't um, I don't try and do that I am so undeniably blessed by the universe um, you know I've, I've survived a, a horrifying uh, addiction um, I've come back from that and you, you know that's not a normal thing Right, so so I mean, let's talk about that. Okay. Lots of people have that issue, you know. Not yeah. everybody, oh, yeah. not everybody overcomes it, mm-hmm. and and you did. So so what you know what was going on there? I was hurting too many people. I was hurting so many people, um, and I was hurting um, the ones that really uh, the ones that really got to me. Um, uh, my girlfriend at the time, I could see the effect it was having on her son. And um, I felt so ashamed uh, that I was acting out these things in front of this little kid. That was one of them. Uh, and then the major, the biggest parts of it um, were my father. Okay. Um, I was killing him. I was killing him, my father and my mom. I was killing them with my behavior, and they were so worried about me. You know, my friends kept looking, and, and a friend confided in me. He said, I kept looking for you in the obits. Wow. And, I, you know, being afraid, uh, looking for you in the obits, because I was afraid that, that I would find that you were dead. Wow. And, uh, you know, and, and, you know, my little boy, uh, you know, he... Uh, He's not little or anything. Like he wasn't little at the time. You know, there were things that just... At one moment... One moment, it was a New Year's Eve. I believe it's 2006. Um, I just looked around me at where I was in one moment. And I said, no. No more. No more. And that was, that was the end of it. Right. Um, after that point, I didn't... Uh, I didn't do any more dope. And I was a intravenous, you know, drug user. Okay. So, I mean, I was full bore on. Uh, it, had, it had cost me my job. It had cost me everything. It had cost me my freedom. Uh, I was in jail for a while. 
Um, it, uh, you know, it, it took everything from me and it still got my attention, you know? And then when, when it came to a focus, when it came to an edge, when everything hit rock bottom, um, that was it. I, I, I found a, a very meaningful saying that I love. I'm going to get, I've got a lot of tattoos. I'm going to get this on me sometime. Um, and I'm paraphrasing, but it says, in rock bottom, I found the foundation upon which I would build the rest of my life. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened for me. Um, and uh, there was no religious epiphany. There was no, um, there was no treat. I didn't go to treatment. I didn't go to, you know, I didn't go anywhere uh, to get this done. Um, I just said no. Okay. And for uh, people ask me that all the time, and they want to know, what did you do? Did you did you pray, or did you go to a treatment center, or whatever? And I just say I quit. You know. So just mental fortitude. You just had enough. Got to that point to where I'd, I had had enough yeah. of of hurting other people. I was so sick of hurting my dad and my son and my brothers and my sister that I just had to stop you know and I was never I knew I was never going to get up and you know, I was never going to get up get out of it until I stopped so I stopped and um, within a very short amount of time I got my job back uh, they trusted me and, and I you know paid back their trust by being clean and sober right um, I, uh, I've, uh, you know, I've got a place of my own that I live. It's not a great place, <laughs> but you know, I've got a place of my own. Sure. I don't, I don't, uh, I'm not a slave to dope anymore. I don't drink anymore. I don't, uh, you know, it's, right. it's very, very cool. Yeah. You know, I, I, I try and try and keep hold every day and it's not, it's not, uh, it's not all satin. It's not all this beautiful... No, of course not. ...thing at all. Um, I still get... I never... I don't get tempted. I don't have... You know, a lot of yeah. people will talk about cravings. I don't have any cravings. Did you... Did you at first? Like, what was the most... Was it... Was it um, kind of the mental addiction or physical aspects of addiction to get over? There was nothing to get over. I didn't, I didn't lay around and pine for it. I didn't lay around and squirm on the floor holding my gut and, you know, like you see on TV. Okay. It so, was not a movie of the week. So it, once you decided, then... When I said no, it was done. I'm, it was I done. probably slept a lot. Sure. But that, yeah, that... Uh, maybe that was something that was a result. But as far as, uh, you know, getting dope sick I, I really didn't right. get dope sick and I was I there was a lot of use there was a lot of use and thankfully I still see friends from that life and I um, I love the fact that they're all still here and they're doing well and right. they're you know they're still my friends 
you know, and, and because they're, because they have also put those childish things aside, right, you know, it's pretty sweet. I think the most important thing that, about my, about my, uh, getting away from those behaviors is that I can be an example for other people. You're like a musical encyclopedia. Yeah. So, uh, we were having a discussion, an argument, <laughs> dare say, this weekend. Uh, somebody had brought up um, that, uh, oh shoot, they thought that, what a five finger death punch. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Have they ever even in some closet that was never published, maybe, um, never released, have they ever done a cover of yes. Sound of Silence? Oh, no. No, they haven't. Okay. No, that was a band called Disturbed. Yeah, that's, that was actually the really part, funny part of it. <laughs> yeah, Five Five Finger did a cover of Bad Company. Yeah. Yeah, by Bad Company. Off the album? I, I don't. Bad Company. Was it? Yeah. <laughs> Do you know who did a version of Sound of Silence? Yeah. Disturbed. Bananarama. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. I did not believe it. I looked it up. I listened to it. It's horrifying. What's in there? I'm gonna go I'm gonna go into the station right now and look that up. We spiked your coffee. Yeah. See that shouldn't. Look up Bananarama Sound of Silence. <laughs> And squirrel, look. <laughs> and um, ha 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 When I get hit, and I've been hit in traffic so many times. Don't say that. I have. Well, don't say that. No. 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 <laughs> I say no. And I grabbed a piece of celery and walked out. <laughs> and it took, it was like less than 30 seconds. And, you know, that was just it. So now it's become the uh, the legend of the celery. Nice. <laughs> and again, the views of the other guy don't have anything to do with what Ken thinks. I really said to that. The sound of silence. There, there might be a woman listening. It might, it might be. Yeah, anybody that wants a date. I've got nothing going on. <laughs> nice. I, I, seriously, i got nothing going on. So, um, yeah, yeah. Oh, fun at least. <laughs> right? Oh, Dude, always a pleasure, man. Thanks. Think Tank is a web series talk show recorded in video format and converted to audio for this podcast. Find all video and audio episodes at kinsthinktank.com. I know who you are. I know what you want. If you're looking for print and radio ads, I can tell you that's not what I do. But I do have a particular set of skills. Skills I have acquired over a very long career. Skills that make me a godsend for business owners like you. If you hire Ken Collins Marketing to build your website, people who look for you online will be able to find you. 
But if you don't, they will look for you. They won't find you. And you'll go out of business. KenCollinsMarketing.com